Hey guys, welcome to my channel, Perspective with Kate. Before I begin, I just want to let you guys know my intentions behind these podcasts. I'm here to educate you guys. I'm here to give you guys a new perspective. I'm here to give you guys a chance to hear different opinions, different sides of the stories, and help you form your own opinion. You know, I'm never here to shove my opinion down your throat, although I will let you know how I feel about certain things, but ultimately, I want you guys um, to come to that conclusion yourselves. Also, my website is now up and running. You can find it in my Instagram bio or under each video on my YouTube page and also on my Twitter. And you can now scroll down and each case I'll post a picture of that person with a go button on it. And if you click that go button, it'll take you to all the petitions, the links, and more resources. Today we're going to be talking about a controversial case. It has been brought to light since the George Floyd incident and it was, air quotes, solved. But there's a ton of controversy surrounding it and I want to use this platform to allow you guys a chance to sign the petition to reopen the case if you guys come to that conclusion after listening. And this is the case of Kendrick Johnson. Kendrick Johnson lived with his family in Valdosta, I hope I'm saying that right, Valdosta, Georgia, and attended Loudoun's High School. He was a three-sport athlete and dreamed of one day playing professional football. But all that ended when his body was found wrapped up in a gym mat in his school's gymnasium on January 11, 2013. So to get the whole picture, we have to back up to January 10th, so the day before Kendrick's body was found. He didn't show up to weight class that afternoon, and when he didn't show up at home by 9.30 p.m., his mother Jackie starts driving back and forth from their house to the school, searching for Kendrick. With no sign of their son, Jackie called the police around 12.30 a.m. to report him missing. And Kendrick was nowhere to be found. So let's go back to Friday, January 11th. So around 10 a.m., a group of students arrived at the Loudons High School gym for a class. They noticed a pair of white socks sticking out of one of the rolled-up wrestling mats that was stored in the corner. One of the students stood up on the bleachers for a better view. And that's when they see the horrific view of Kendrick Johnson's body. Students began to call 911, and one of the gym teachers attempted to pull Kendrick's body out of the mat quickly, but then he realized he was too late and that he was already dead. So the police and medical personnel arrive, and the school was locked down by 11 a.m. The Loudoun Sheriff Chris Pines, Deputy Jones Crow, and the GBI show up to the crime scene. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but Georgia has their own Bureau of Investigation system. And it's a statewide investigative law enforcement agency. Um, it's independent, but it's a statewide agency, agency that provides assistance to Georgia's criminal justice system. So basically, instead of immediately calling the FBI, Georgia calls the GBI. So after further investigation, they figure out that Kendrick had been wrapped in the mat for 21 hours. And at around 4 p.m., the county coroner Bill Watson arrives. And I find this really weird, and so does everyone else, because the Georgia law states that the coroner must arrive immediately at the scene. And this guy didn't show up until six hours later. 
And Bill Watson later states that by the time he arrived at the crime scene, it had already been compromised. He didn't go into specific details, but he also said that he didn't agree with him being called six hours after the fact. And he agreed that the sheriff broke protocol by not calling him right away. So I wanna give you guys the details of Kendrick's body in the mat. And these details are pretty gruesome, so viewer discretion advised. And I will not be posting photos onto my Instagram or YouTube. I do not believe in posting dead loved ones. Um, but you can do a quick Google search if you really wanna see it, and it'll bring you straight to the images. But I will post a photo of the mat in the gym so that you guys can get an idea of the size of the mat and see how it was standing up um, when Kendrick's body was found. So the mat was rolled up and standing up straight vertically and Kendrick's body was found upside down head first into the mat. And since Kendrick was face down for 21 hours, all the blood had rushed to his head and he began bleeding out of all of his orifices and he was in pretty bad shape guys the photos are truly horrific and his face almost doesn't look human and it actually looks similar to emmett till's face if you guys have ever seen that horrific photo kendrick was found in a white t-shirt jeans and socks on but no shoes on his feet now at the very bottom of the mat so it would have been above kendrick's head because remember he was upside down there was one shoe, a size 9 Adidas shoe, and a lot of the students said that they would frequently place their gym shoes inside of the rolled up mats if they didn't want to pay for a locker to keep their stuff in. And it was confirmed that Kendrick did this. I also want to mention that the school had just began after having been on Christmas break. And before Christmas break, apparently the mats were laid down flat. And when they got back from Christmas break, they had moved the mats and placed them straight up vertically. And these mats were six feet tall and 700 pounds each. The Adidas shoe was lying on top of a pool of blood and vomit. And there was also blood on the wall nearby. But it was later tested by the GBI and they said that it wasn't Kendrick's. But they also never tested it to see if it was anyone else's. And he also had earbuds and a Starburst wrapper stuck to his left elbow. He was also found with another pair of shoes, so size 9 Nike shoes, shoved behind his knee. So he was upside down, but there were a pair of shoes by his legs on top of him. Insert suspicious emoji face. So the initial theory is that Kendrick was reaching down into the mat to retrieve his gym shoes and could not get back out and suffocated. And now to remind you, these mats were six feet tall and 700 pounds. And when rolled up, the mat left a 14 inch hole in diameter in the center. And Kendrick's shoulders measured 19 inches across and he was five feet, 10 inches tall. And so basically they just ruled this a freak accident that Kendrick got stuck in this mat and Kendrick's family believed that the sheriff's department was too quick to rule out foul play and considering that within 24 hours of finding Kendrick's body they concluded that it was an accident and the official ruling after the first official autopsy was positional asphyxiation and there were a few noted abrasions on his fingers but 
It wasn't noted as anything serious or anything to do with his death or foul play. The Johnsons ended up releasing the horrifying photo of their son's face to the public and the community was horrified. And they began to rally around the Johnson family in their quest for the truth. And they start a campaign. They claim that his ruling had to deal with him being black and that if he had been white, it would have been a totally different story. And they got hundreds of people behind them to rally and protest to reopen Kendrick's case. And I want to talk about a few of the reasons why Kendrick's family, um, why they were so convinced why this wasn't just an accident. You know, it wasn't just a, oh, well, he was black and if he would have been white, they would have paid a little more attention or further investigated. No, they had some sketchy shit going on, guys. Like, they, if I were his family, I would have definitely been sketched out and thought that something else happened. So, when Kendrick's father went to the coroner to identify his son's body, he noted that the air was not on in the cooler and that it was hot. And he believes that this was to speed the decomposing process of Kendrick's body to hide evidence. Kendrick's clothing disappeared somewhere between the GBI who conducted the autopsy and the funeral home. The transport company confirmed that his belongings were with him but the funeral home claims that when they received Kendrick's body, all they received was his body and a broken pair of headphones. And his clothing are still missing today. And the Johnsons believe that the missing clothing may have evidence on it that someone doesn't want them or the public to find out. Another odd thing is that on their original EMT report, they note bruising on Kendrick, but the GBI's report doesn't note any bruising at all. And the investigators also did not tag and bag the single shoe found by Kendrick's head, so the Adidas shoe. And they didn't bag it and take it into evidence at all. Which is really odd to me because you would think that everything and anything found at the crime scene would be bagged and taken in as evidence and even tested but that wasn't the case here another sketchy piece of evidence is that the investigators get footage from the school and the footage shows kendrick had been to classes that morning and he had walked into the gym around 109 p.m and there were several cameras in the gym but none of them were in the correct position to capture kendrick's final moments but they do show him walking off to the right-hand corner of the gym, which is where the mats were stored. And 15 minutes after this, a class begins in the gym. So my question is, and the Johnson's question is, if he had just fallen into the mat reaching for the shoe, wouldn't you think that he'd be calling out for help or someone in the class would have heard him calling out for help? I mean... Okay, but we also later find out that the surveillance footage has been altered and I'll provide a small clip on my Instagram because it explains it much better than I can, but basically there's missing footage. So you can see how the Johnson's family is, is questioning 
you know, what's actually going on here? And you can see how they don't think that this is just an accident. And I want to mention two boys that the Johnson family suspected um, that ha- that had to do with their son's death. And I'll mention the Johnsons believed that their son was killed by fellow students Brian and Brandon Bell. Brian and Kendrick have been friends for many years. They did have a very public falling out on the school bus about a year before Kendrick's death. Um, they were telling yo mama jokes and it got out of hand and they began fist fighting. Um, but according to friends and classmates, they had since made up and were acquaintances again, I guess you can say. And they had also drifted apart a little since Kendrick had quit the football team. Now, the boy's father is an FBI agent. And so the Johnsons believed that their father helped them cover it up. But at the time of Kendrick's death, Brandon was on a school bus to a wrestling tournament, along with dozens of other witnesses who were able to verify his whereabouts. And I mean, he would have had to have over 200 people lying for his alibi. And there was a incident with the timeline of the bus leaving um there was a log that explained that the bus was supposed to leave at one but it actually didn't leave until four but that was actually debunked and all of the cell phone records show that the all the boys and the teachers were actually at the wrestling match wherever it was and brian on the other hand was captured on the school's footage in class at the time of Kendrick's death. Now, you know, as I mentioned earlier, some of the footage was altered. So, you know, my little conspiracy theory brain is like, well, did he, was he in class or was the footage altered? And where was he actually at, at the time of Kendrick's death? But now there is new footage of, Um, I believe Brian Bell going back and forth from the hallway to the gym several times. And also in the clip, I'll post it. You can see that one of the guys in red, he wasn't wearing any shoes, which is very, very strange. And also at one point, Brian even changes his clothes. I mean... Something's fishy, guys. I don't know. So after all of these sketchy pieces of evidence come into light, the Johnsons family decide to dig up Kendrick's body in May 2013 to do a second autopsy by a private pathologist named Dr. William Anderson in Florida. And this time, the autopsy revealed that Kendrick had suffered hemorrhaging on the right side of his neck which meant that he likely died from blunt force trauma. And the pathologist concluded his death was not an accident and should be investigated as a homicide. On top of this, the second autopsy also revealed, are you guys ready? That Kendrick Johnson's organs were missing. Okay? His organs were gone. And... In their place, his body had been stuffed with newspaper. I mean, 
what the actual only imagine how Kendrick's family is feeling so the GPI claimed that when the body was sent to the funeral home after the first autopsy Johnson's organs had been put back inside the body however the coroner says that these organs were not sent to the funeral home because they were too decomposed and were instead disposed of beforehand. So the GBI's coroner said that his organs were too decomposed to send back with his body. And in reality, his organs had only been sitting there for about 21 hours. Now, they weren't usable. You know, he couldn't donate them or anything, but they wouldn't have been decomposed fully in 21 hours. The funeral home said that it received the body without the organs, which it replaced with paper or sawdust as is a common practice while embalming. And this is really strange. I mean, this practice hasn't been practiced since like the 60s. So you can see why everybody was freaking out about it. And it's not really used in today's you know practices so it's still really really weird and so the organs were gone and could not be tested during the second autopsy which further you know caused suspicions in 2016 the state agrees to reopen Kendrick's case and further look into all of these quote-unquote mishaps that happen and in the end no charges will be filed against anyone in relation to Kendrick Johnson's death and basically they said there was insufficient evidence to support federal criminal charges against anyone and as far as the feds were concerned this case was officially and finally closed and ruled as a freak accident and you can imagine you know the heartache and the heartbreak from Kendrick's family and I have to agree with them. I mean, there's a lot of sketchy things that just don't add up. And there's a lot of questions, you know, where are his clothes? Why were his organs missing? I mean, there's just too big of pieces to the puzzle missing that, I mean, you can't turn a blind blind eye to. You can't just turn your head against this evidence. But that's exactly what the state did to this case. And in June 2018, The family decides to dig up Kendrick's body once again and do a third autopsy. And the findings of this third autopsy agree that his death was not an accident and it was caused by a blunt force trauma. And I read somewhere that the Johnsons got a full-blown confession from someone, they didn't release the name, that the blunt force trauma to Kendrick's neck was actually due to a 45 pound dumbbell and I can't confirm that source I can't confirm that this actually happened I did however link the document that I found on my website so that you guys can go check it out for yourselves and Kendrick's family would you know hope that with the third result of the third autopsy that you know they would re it would be enough to reopen their son's case and unfortunately it was not and so Kendrick's case still remains closed and his official 
um, death report ruling is a um, positional asphyxiation and a freak accident. And I don't know guys, I don't know about you, but this case just doesn't sit well with me. Um, and I'll be linking a link in my bio, a petition to sign to reopen Kendrick's case if you guys feel that, you know, that the sketchy pieces of evidence just don't add up and that this death was actually not a freak accident. Um, I hope that you guys, you know, do your own research. Like I said, go, you know, dig into a little more, um, form your own opinions. But if you feel the need to sign that petition, it is linked in my bio. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time. As always, check out my Instagram or my YouTube page for more pictures and videos from this case.